Welcome, everyone, to the Comedy Sports Podcast, starring your host, Christine Rollo Capriolo. Reading it off today, Brian is on a green. Welcome to the Comedy Sports Podcast. This week, one of my favorites, Mr. Brian Green. Brian, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, and thanks for asking. You're welcome. You're one of my favorites. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> Brian, I want to start off by asking, um, start off by asking, where are you from? Where were you born? Freeport, Illinois, teeny tiny little place, 27,000 people, south of um, Beloit. South of Beloit. For reference for, you know, four people. <laughs> Who live in Beloit. <laughs> <laughs> My Beloit audience is vast. <laughs> So what brought you up to Milwaukee? How did that happen? Actually, I was working for the railroad, and they laid me off in the Chicago end. It was Chicago Northwestern Railroad, and I got laid off from that. And they wanted to rehire me up here. But since I was off, they just started sending me checks because that's the way they did. And oh. my job for a while was to walk to the mailbox. <laughs> so, you got paid for not working on the railroad. Yeah, and then they just laid me off altogether. I didn't even know it. <laughs> just, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. It's like, oh, I, wait, where's the check? Okay, cool. I got to get a job now. Okay, I will. And so you're already up here collecting checks? Um, yeah, but that wasn't the sole reason for me being here. It was pretty close, though. 90% of it. Was it a lady? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. It's going to be a secret. All right. So what did you do then after the railroad? What, um, else, what else has Brian Green done? Um, some factory work. Uh, God, my life is boring now that I look back on it. <laughs> I gotta start doing some stuff that's gonna be interview worthy. Um, some factory work, I hated it. Um, and some community theater. Community theater? Yeah. No, you did not. Yes, I, I did. didn't know that. Yeah, no. <gasps> I didn't what tell parts did you play? I was a lead role in a Raisin in the Sun. Really? And I was a lead role in um Wine in the Wilderness. It's a play by some dude whose name I can't even think of right now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's when I started doing improv because I couldn't memorize my lines. I was going to ask, what was... <laughs> my memory is shot now. I can't. I'm, I can't memorize anything. So I, I didn't know you did community theater. Yeah, I liked acting, but I didn't like actors. They were like, they thought everything was like a Broadway production. Dude, look out the window. You see Milwaukee every place you look. You don't see the Great White Way. This ain't New York, bro. Get a hold of yourself. Come on back down. Land it. So then how did it come to be? Because I know comedy sports started in 84. Right. And Dick said you were maybe one of the only people that came on through an audition. Yeah. How did that, how'd you hear about that? What happened? It was in the paper and they were looking for, um, they were looking for actors to do it. And I decided that, you know, I wanted to see what this thing would do. So I went down yeah. and auditioned and got in. Did it say improv versus like scripted or? Yeah, it did. It said uh, theater sports at the time. Okay. And you knew what that was? Um, kind of. Sort of. I had an idea. Okay. But I was pretty wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, as far as a real solid idea, I had Nah, I didn't know. Well, run me through this audition process. Do you remember it? Was this back at Cults? It was at Cults. Okay. And I came in. And went through a couple of the games with them. 
Um, God, I don't. I, don't, I did a couple games with him, and I don't know. I guess he liked my personality because I wasn't that strong at playing the games. I mean, okay. I'd never played them before. Oh, sure. And it was like mostly, you know, it was a, you had to sell your personality. So. Mine was for sale, and they bought it. <laughs> they bought it. So who was it? Like Dick, Bob, Dick, Bob, and Karen Kohlberg. Okay. And John Bank, and I think this other dude, John Light, was there too. I know Rosie was Rosie Friedman, who since passed away, was mm-hmm. there. Um, Jan Eater was there. Okay. Because <laughs> Jan looked at me like I had just stole his lunch money. <laughs> When he first saw me, he went, what? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the face because I know that helps with this. Right. <laughs> Everyone's laughing at home. Yep. <laughs> so then were you the only one that auditioned that day? The far as I knew, yeah. The only one that auditioned? As far as I knew. And they accepted you then? They didn't have much choice. How and how, how far, how, how much after they started did you audition? Was it very... It was very close to the beginning. It was really close to the beginning. I think I missed the very first show at this place called the Eighth Note at UWM. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm. I wasn't in that one. It had one show, and then I got in on the next of them. Yeah, I think. Did yeah. you have hair then? Yes, I did. Plenty of it. <laughs> Plonced. <laughs> So tell me about this beginning of comedy sports then. You were performing not at Cults, you were at UWM or they both? Did, they did the UWM show and then we got into Cults um, shortly after that. Okay. And that's when I started doing the shows on a regular. And what was regular back then? Was that just one night a week? One night a week. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, Friday and Saturday, one show each. Okay. Yeah. And we had a, our games set in stone because it was it was on a list yeah god i sound so old well we want to hear about it though Um, i mean this is the beginning yeah um the games were written in stone we played five things twice a show which twice a show so you essentially did 10 things yeah one team did it and the other team did it and it was five of us on a team at that time yes there was five yeah and we slowly found out that was too many people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it used to be then four, and now we're down to three yeah. per team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know, five is just too many, and, yeah. you know, two wasn't enough, I guess. But back then, nobody really knew what to expect from the show because they had never seen anything like it. Right. And they, they either knew that they liked it or they didn't. Okay. And most people, thank God, liked it. Um, so, yeah, that's... About <laughs> that's what I know about it. Well, I'm curious though. Like, did you guys get together? I mean, it was a small group at the start, right? Like you said, it was Jan, it was Rosie, it was Dick, it was Bob, it was you. Marvin. It was yeah. Like, was did you all like hang out and discuss the show and talk improv or how did this just? We did all that stuff that everybody hates about improv. We was hanging out together, <laughs> and coming up with scenes and scenarios. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we'd go out, we'd, we'd go out together. We hung it mostly, if we rehearsed, it was, we'd, I remember being over at Dick's apartment quite a few times for this. Mm-hmm. Have you interviewed him yet? Yeah, he was my first. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, um, that uh, was, that was what we did, though. We was kind of like, we hung out. We was, we was in our own little world back then, man. It was pretty insulated. I insulated. Did you love it? 
Yeah. It was like a I little mean, it family. Was like, it wasn't like, um, you know, when, when like just anybody could get in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did they hold more auditions back then? Yeah. Um, we got an influx, influx of people from theater. And then uh, the guys from Brady Street came along when, um, I don't know, it was about three years in, I guess. Yeah. And then we got like a lot of theater types. Brady Street, are you talking like Angelo, Joe Cortez, yeah. Angelo Farina, John Pelesnick, John Pelesnick Bruce, Brinker. Bruce Brinker. Right. So they were already doing Brady yeah. Street together. Yeah. And then they came to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're keeping secrets. Oh, no, 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 not really. I don't really, I don't really know any secrets about them, really. So... So then from, so then you were doing regular shows at Cults. Right. On Oakland. Right. Locust, um, in Milwaukee. And you're doing regular shows and it just continued to grow and got more. And yeah, more we people. got more. You no, know, the, the better. Uh, the one thing I can say is that our audience grew with our skill set. You know, we got okay. better at the game. Sure. And more people started coming back. And yeah. turn customers is what you need. Yeah. Um, and then they bring people in. Hey, you got to see this. It's really great. You mm-hmm. know, well, you know, it could be it could be hit or miss. You yeah. know, but we had to hit. Sure. <laughs> Back then we had to hit because we was just getting started, yeah. and you know, it was accessible to most people. Yeah. You know, I think we had maybe more chances at audience participation than we do now. Why do you think that is? I don't know, because we didn't know what we was doing. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was like, safer? Yep. More comfortable? <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, dude, you're you going to make me look better by looking bad at this. No, well, really. in the Cults arena, though, Cults was like like playing in someone's basement. I mean, it was so little and cramped and crowded. Uh, yep, in that back room yes, it was. Yes, I did high school league there for one year. That's yeah. where I started at Cults, and then we moved to Jefferson, Okay. which was... Yeah. A huge basement. <laughs> yep. A really nice basement. <laughs> yes, it was a nice basement with those pillars right in the way of everybody's view. Yeah. Um, that happened. <laughs> but, I mean, doing cults was, I would ath- assume, more comfortable for the audience to jump up because it was just, you were right with them. Yeah, it was a lot more intimate. Yes. As a matter of fact, like if, you know, you had to watch what she was saying on the bench in those days because they could hear you. Yes. <laughs> they could totally hear you. <laughs> He was bro, bro, he, 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 trying to like somebody trying to ease out a fart once, and, it, <laughs> and the front row just went, "Dude, what's wrong with I you?" Went crazy. I could tell you Bob's name, but <laughs> um, but if I was the type, <laughs> but I can't really dump on him because I did the same thing. <laughs> you know. And then we got rolling. And then we got yeah. I took it to another level. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So as you've seen this progression from being one, essentially one of the originals, mm-hmm. to now, what have you noticed in the huge change of improv from then to now? Mm, they're really, I think you, the, you have to have really sound fundamentals mm-hmm. now. And I think people are playing to that. They're, they're teaching them pretty good fundamentals. Um, because it's stuff you, you can't teach stage presence. You can't right. teach timing. You can't right. teach, you know, um, how to be likable. It's just all yeah. stuff you got to have or, or don't, right. you know. And I think it's uh, it's a little safer to do it. Back then, it was a little safer to do it because now you got to worry about hurting somebody's feelings, you know. <laughs> we were just talking about that before. And I'm like, 
dang, bro. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> that gotta, that's, that's what got you flipped off right now. Yeah. That. yeah. Okay. Cool. You shouldn't hear what I'm thinking about you, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would die. <laughs> so now, though, being one of the vets, mm-hmm. being one of the old guys, mm-hmm. what do you think of all these new people coming in? There's such a huge, huge group of new young people down at sports yeah you need that i guess um you need that to keep it fresh mm-hmm. and you need the older guys to keep it stable they're new to a job you know you, you'll find your you'll find your groove in it hopefully if you don't you move on to another job well you obviously found your groove because you're still doing it yeah you i don't know what it? else i can do you enjoy <laughs> <it>? <laughs> i have no idea what else i can do seriously what do you want to be when you grow up Brian? taller <laughs> <laughs> What did you want to be when you were a kid? Did you ever think about that? What? I always wanted to be on television. Seriously. Tell you, you the truth. Yeah. I, would, I didn't want to be guy in red shirt. I wanted to be Brian Green's show. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. You essentially made that. <laughs> Everyone knows you I in Milwaukee. Same comedy sport. It ain't hard to pick out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were also, and you still are, a stand-up comedian. Yes, I am. Now, when, how did that play into all this? When did that start? Were you doing that before improv? Uh, no, I started that after I started doing improv because the guys from Brady Street were doing basically a stand-up type act without the restrictions of comedy sports. We had to be family-oriented at comedy sports, um, right. whereas stand-up is just no holds barred. Right. You know, it's like whatever comes up comes out. And I like that aspect of it because I like being on stage. I still like it. I still like doing it. Yeah. And hopefully I've gotten funnier over the years, I know I've gotten like <laughs> less likely to suffer fools lightly. I know that, <laughs> but um, it's the transition. It helps you out so much to do improv and then move into stand up. You right. know, because you already got stage chops for one thing. Right. You've already you already understand what an audience is kind of like. Yeah. You know, I think I was like four years in before I started doing it. It's a guy named AJ, um, who got everybody in town. Yeah. Basically, got everybody in town to try at least doing a single if he was in comedy sports. And he talked me into doing a single. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. And I did it. And I did all right, I guess, you know. How long is a single? Um, five minutes? Yeah, you got basically five minutes okay. at a club. They give you five minutes yeah. to see how you to see how you are, to see if you cut out for it. And then, you know, then you move on. And, you know, you get 10. And then you can open for the. You can open at that club. And once you get 25, you can be a middle. And once you get 45 minutes, if you're good enough, you can be a headliner, too. Oh. Um, maybe not a, you know, you won't be a household name headliner. Right. You'll be, you'll be, you know, respected by your peers anyway. Sure. You know. Um, well, you've made your name in both improv and stand-up. Yeah, a little bit. A little you've, bit. you've done stand-up with a lot of huge names. Yeah, I have. Give me some. No. Come on. No. Nope. Come on, nope. Brian. I want money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, and this is going to be like name dropping, and I hate Oh, come this. on. That's fun. The audience wants to know who you know. Okay. Louis, Who's Billy Gardell? Billy Gardell, for sure. Uh, just talking to him. When was that? I don't know. He sent me a text. <laughs> yeah. Um, Louis Black. I haven't seen him in a while, but I used to... I used to work with him quite a bit. Um, he used to do the comedy sports uh, summer uh, Summerfest stage. Summerfest stage. Yeah, it's, the comedy stage at Summerfest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did that. But now he's like a huge star. Right. And, um, Dan Whitney. Okay. Um, that's Larry the Cable Guy. Got it. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Sinbad? No. Um, 
Seriously. Stop right Seriously. now. Seriously. You worked with Sinbad? <laughs> yep. Could at, you text him right now and say, yo, it's Brian Green? <laughs> he wouldn't know me. <laughs> He'd be like, what you, what you want, bro? Oh, my God. I'm dying. You worked with Sinbad. Yeah. Okay, we have to stop name dropping now because that ends all name drops. So. <laughs> <Sinbad>. <laughs> I worked with the Sinbad. Dro- Mic drop. drop. The drop of all names. <laughs> that settles the conversation right there, huh? Oh, my God. Have you ever been nervous going on stage, either at, at uh, improv or stand-up, or do you have like a ritual you do beforehand? To... Always. Always nervous? Always nervous. Even to this day, I'm still nervous. Really? Dude, look. Now, this is this is how my personal life is about as far into that as I'm going to get. <laughs> but I'm going to do a post-hypnotic suggestion to relax after I hear my name being mentioned over a loudspeaker. Yeah. Because other than that, I'm a freak. I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, uh, I didn't cuss. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so that's been like since 1988. <laughs> so that's that you still get nervous. Yeah, I still get nervous. Like, I don't take this for granted, man. I mean, you know, I just don't. So what happens when you think you've had a bad show? Sulk. Sulk. And then get over it because, you know. You, you got the next show you know, in an hour. Dang, you're like, dang, man. I mean, you know, who? I think Richard Pryor said it best. Who the are you that you think that you can't have a bad show? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and you're going to have them. Recognizing that there's another thing, though. I mean, you know, having... Because some people don't know when they're having one, and they just... Yeah. You know, they're just going along, cruising through, and not knowing and not getting any better. They just get worse because they don't realize that they had a bad show. And I think that should be a prerequisite. Well, how do you break out of that? You have a bad 730. You got to do the 10. How do you let it go? You just, you have to let it go. Um, taking that with you does you, it serves you no purpose because it, it serves one purpose. It guarantees you're going to have a bad 10 o'clock too. Well, that's, that's <laughs> if, you just, if you carry that along, you carrying that by yourself. Well, it helps that the crowd changes over. I mean, it's a whole new room. Right. You can feel that from right. the crowd. It's a new energy. Yeah. Yeah. How do you read a crowd? How do you know what's um, going to work with them? You've been backstage. I've played with you before and backstage. You'll say, nah, this crowd's not going to like that. Like, how do you read a crowd? How do you know? Basically just because... You know, it's just a feeling I get when I go in the room. It's like, um, are they being responsive to what the referee was saying in the first few minutes? You know, mm-hmm. are they are they liking the examples? Are they are they into it? Are they cheering loud? Are they, you know, trying to commit, you know, try to give something back? How do you welcome a new player when they come in? I remember when I came to Milwaukee, I'd done high school league there, went to Madison, came back to Milwaukee. It was like 98 or 99 or something. And my first show... I looked at the lineups. No, I didn't look. Someone told me the lineups that I would be playing with Brian Green, Joe Cortezzi, Bruce Brinker, <laughs> and I just about crapped my pants. I was like, oh, my God. I was so nervous. I didn't know because I, I, I'm sure I'd met you. Yeah. I don't remember, but I just remember being like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And you were you came backstage and you were the first person to come up to me. You were like, hey, how's it going? That's going to be so much fun. Let's have fun. <laughs> and you were so nice. Like some people come in. I mean, I know that's shocking. No, my point is, my point I'm is nice. this. No, my point is, as a new player coming in with all these vets, mm-hmm. it's intimidating, and yeah, you're I like, see, I can see where that would be, right? I Here, I'm, yeah, I walk in on this be. tiny little female yeah. walking into the boys' club at Milwaukee Comedy Sports. I thought you were cute though. No, oh, so stop. That, so that, I mean, that helped. She's doing this hair thing, y'all. You can't see her do it. I don't know why she's doing it. She might as well be juggling. <laughs> now she just did the box. <laughs> well, we've always had good chemistry on stage. I think it's always fun to play. Yep. It's always when you, some people like 
to just go to this like you said, you just sense it in the crowd. You can just sense yeah. it with players. It's fun to play with people that you've played with before because you, even though it's improv, you build up this relationship and you know that person's got your back and yeah. it's going to be fun. And yeah, and you got some place to hide if you mess up. Yeah, right, because they're, they're, they're going to cover me when I'm sulking back here. You know, I mean, do you have a favorite performance? Does anything stand out in your mind Ooh. all these years of comedy sports? Ooh, um, hmm. Or a favorite group of people? To ah, man, I, nah, I can't. There's too many of them. I can't even call one up right now because there's like just that many of them. I don't, as far as a favorite goes. Do you have a least favorite? Does one stand in your mind like, oh my God, that was the worst? Oh, uh, yeah. Are you going to say it? Yeah, it was a bar mitzvah. You and don't like the bar mitzvahs. The not, rumor is true. Okay, okay. It's not that I dislike them, <laughs> I don't dislike them as a cultural. <laughs> Occurrence. Don't offend anybody. Uh, you know, it's not that I just like them as a cultural friend. It's just that I've done one kid show too many. Yeah, and kid I'm, shows are different. And I'm done. And you know, like sometimes it's like the parents are in the back, the kids are in the front. Yeah. And we're babysitting them. We're not really doing the show. We just got to watch these kids while the parents are back there and, and you know, handle whatever they're handling, doing grown-up stuff. And it's like, here, here's something to, here's something to play with. It's these guys. Go, yeah. go amuse yourself. Kids shows are hard. <clears throat> I did a matinee years, years, years ago. I tried a matinee. And this kid kept yelling out for a suggestion. I think Johnny Scatella was the ref. And the kid kept yelling out, supersonic fart. And Scatella <laughs> wouldn't take it, wouldn't take it. And then he was asking for another suggestion in the second half. And the kid, it was quiet in the room. And he goes, can you take supersonic fart now? <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I'm so out of my league here. I don't know what's funny about farts. I don't get it. I just, I cannot cater to a little kid crowd. Um, this dude in Madison from Madison, his name is Joe Thompson. Oh, Everybody Joe Thompson, loves yeah. Joe. He's great. Joe said they were doing a show for kids. And these three little kids in the front row just for some reason started saying, you suck, go suck an egg. You suck, go suck an egg. And it started to catch on. So he was all doing it. And it was just like, I was like, dang, Joe, what you do? He said, I don't even remember what I did. Because I remember, I don't know what I would do to with all of that. It's like, oh, my uh, God. Uh. Kid energy is different. Now that I have two, yeah. it's it's different. That's a different kind of show. Yeah, that's a way different one. And, you know, it's they always want to participate. They always want to, always want to, want to, want to, want to. And then and when they get, get up, up there, there and they don't want to do it no more, well, you know, you got to expect that from kids, I reckon. Silence then. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Or you ask, does any, you have a suggestion. Every kid raises their hand and, and you then go they to go. them. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, uh, what, uh, what you gonna call it? <laughs> uh, I don't. Hey, but I do not dislike children. I'm <laughs> I like them. I Spoiler love them. alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love kids. I mean, you know, they're great. It's just I'm done doing shows for for a while. So, what do you rather do, stand up or improv? Oh, uh, there's no rather in that. Um, I get to be, you know, less. Um, inhibited with stand up because I can say whatever you know whatever comes up comes out and there's no right. I don't have taboo subjects I guess I guess people do and clubs have taboo subjects but I don't okay and you know what comes up comes out why what are you drawn to with improv why do you like it so much why do you still do it I don't know you <laughs> I have no earthly idea, if you want to know the truth. I do not know. I like the spontaneity of it. Yeah. I like the camaraderie. I like doing the shows. 
But other than that, beyond that, I got no idea why I'm doing this. Like, does it's, it feel fun. good to make people laugh? Yeah, it does. Yeah? It's my deep-seated need to be... <laughs> to be loved. To be liked. Oh, uh, does this yeah. all go back to your mommy? No, my mom was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. What would surprise people to learn about you, about Brian Green, if they'd only seen you perform? What would be a surprise to them? How much I like to cook. Oh, really? And how much I like to just watch cooking. I love... Dude, I'm... Junkie, just a. You're a foodie. I don't know if I'm a foodie because I cook pretty well. I'm good at it. Really? Um, What's I don't your best? Know, what I don't do you know make? Trends. I don't know. Whatever else y'all like. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have some dinner tonight. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. I'm addicted to like the like Top Chef. Yes, it's my really? jam. Top Chef is my jam. I was trying to find Canadian. If anybody that hears this knows where I can get. <laughs> The seasons in Canada, please hit a brother up, please. <laughs> I'm fiending. Cause I, I was trying to find him. I'm serious. I, yeah. I, I found like six episodes online, and it's like, oh god, it's the first six. I ain't gonna know who won. <laughs> so uh, I don't watch any of those. Oh my god! I yeah. did watch one really ridiculous one lately. Um, nailed it. The nut, kind of like the Pinterest thing, where you see this amazing picture on Pinterest, and someone tries to cook it, and it looks like a disaster. It's kind of like that. Like they sh- have you heard of this? It's on Netflix. They yeah, show- I think I have heard of Nailed It. Yeah, they show something the people are supposed to make, and all the contestants are not cooks or bakers. I mean, they're just like just some schmo they picked off the street, and they try to make this like gorgeous wedding cake, and it looks like you know somebody melted into a pile. And it's- <laughs> That's the only one. I'm stuck in the world of watching little kids shows still. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, I tried to get my son into like the cooking show. Who's the the guy who's so mean to adults, but he's nicer to kids? The blonde dude, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. like he he has a kids show, and I tried to get my son to watch that, but he's not interested. Yeah, it's the uh, Master Chef Junior. Yes. Um, and a lot of them little kids can throw down. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, when I was their age, you know. Infusing lemon oil with <laughs> with with basil leaves right, was like, not on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can throw a lot of them. I mean, woo, yeah. So Brian Green can cook. Yes, he can, and he likes it. And he's going home to do that when he leaves here. As a matter of fact, where did his honor come from? Your nickname is His Honor. I was in a commercial for. Uh, I played a judge in a commercial for, I think it was something like Benson, going back that far. Well, nice. Yeah. And I was a commer- I was a judge in a commercial, and that's how I kind of stuck, because it was lean, mean machine, but I'm none of those things now. <laughs> so a bunch of the sports people saw it and started calling you his honor? Yeah. I kind of just, you know, they saw the commercial. I, you know, I was like, eh, no, I'm not doing the commercial. Don't watch it if you see it, because yeah. because it's gonna be some. Dude, I saw your commercial. You suck. You know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what friends do. Oh, it comes to the movie star. He's in a commercial. <laughs> Did you have ever ever have aspirations to go out to L.A.? So many of people at sports have gone out to L.A. and tried to act or write or you know, right. a lot, know a lot of people who've done that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know the, the guys that have done it. I wish you know they've all had. A, successes to you know pretty successful careers out there um i thought about it and then then i had bethany and your daughter yeah my daughter and i knew that i wouldn't be able to just leave her right you know how old is she now 21 (laughs) yeah she'll be 22 in june okay 
So that certainly stopped any. Yeah, it slowed down that wanderlust. I mean, I still get it. You know, yeah. I still wonder what what could have been had I gone out there, or would I have gone out there and just fallen flat on my face and in the back here anyway? Did you were you instrumental in making some of the games? If you started back in like eighty four, eighty five, I no, mean, we've had so many games since then that have just come come to be. Right. Did you were you instrumental? Did you guys sit around you, Dick and Bob, sit around and make up games? I came up with the apology box. To make oh. you have to stand there and stand on your material. That was you? Yeah, that oh was my god, his honor. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. What else? Oh, that's about it. <laughs> no, no games? You no, didn't I, make I a... mean, I didn't I don't know. I don't think I've ever invented a game a day in my life. No? No, I don't think so. What's your favorite? All the pun stuff. Oh, I knew you'd say that. I hate those. <laughs> The first time. But you're so good when you fail at it. It's great. Oh, I it's fail. Almost, it's almost better when you when you do bad because you just get that. <laughs> it's so much funnier. I mean, you, anybody can have to give a good one and get a big laugh. But when you but when you do one, it's just you know you can hear it go thunk. And, oh, it's so bad. And then you just then you just do that Christine thing. It's like right, you, cry? Just, you just adorable <laughs> the, the the audience so bad you you cute them to death. And the last show I played, you were whispering 185 jokes in my ear. So. I would get in the box because I'm so bad at pun games. Like, go do this one. Go do that one. 36, see? <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, when I had to play Products International with you for the first oh, yeah. time, I yeah. never heard of the game. Well, because I, you know, I did high school league in Milwaukee, but then I played in Madison and they, they didn't do any of those mm -hmm. pun games. So I came to Milwaukee and that's a lot of the games are like that. Yeah. And I, I don't think that way. And it was products and explain. I can't even explain products. Explain this game. <laughs> All right, you get a product with a whole lot. Well, you get something with a whole lot, like a lot of recognizable names. And ours was cereal. Yeah, cereal. For and example, you make a pun. The last word in the in the pun should be the type of cereal. Like I'm doing this, but this is just for kicks. Right. Or you know? see you later, Cheerio. Yeah. Was that one? Yeah. Okay. And and you know, um, so I see you still uh, still up the old tricks. <laughs> you know? Whatever you know, but it's 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 that it's 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 the uh, it's the last word at, at in a sentence. And I be. couldn't get it. I didn't understand it. And you threw one out there, and then I said, "Let's head to the brand muffin." Let's head to the brand muffin. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And I to this day, I can't. Whenever it's a pun game, I look at you because you know I am miserable, and you just <laughs> laugh at me. Oh. <laughs> you like pun games. I just went to the Milwaukee Zine Festival and I forgot to bring it. The Milwaukee what? The Zine. Have you ever heard of Zines? What is it? Um, zines are like um, artists will make these little, like a page, like the size of like a computer piece of paper and you make art on it and then you fold it and cut it in a certain way so it looks like a mini book and okay. you can turn it in pages and you have your artwork out there. Well, then an artist can take it, Xerox it hundreds of times, sell them each for a dollar and make money and get their artwork out there. So I teach... You know, I'm an art teacher and I have kids make zines sometimes. Anyway, I went to the zine festival a couple of weeks ago in Milwaukee. All okay. these artists come in, college kids, adult artists, whatever. All these people come in and they sell their zines and you can look at them. And I bought one for you and I totally forgot to bring it. It is a pun zine. Oh my God. And every page, it's a pun. And I read it and I laughed out loud. I wanted to cry because I was so uncomfortable reading it. I, I don't even understand puns. And I was 
like, oh my God, I have to buy this. And I bought it for you. It's on my desk at work. So oh I have God. a present for you. Uh, cool. Um, they make me uncomfortable. Like right now I'm feeling sick to my stomach. Puns make 185. <laughs> the worst one, other than Products International, is Object Freeze, which I don't think we play anymore. We haven't played that in a really long time. Um I don't know why that. Oh, because nobody wants to go out in the audience and then have people just throw stuff in a right. bag, and then they got to then they got to come back and get, get it, it after the show is over. And some stuff gets kind of it didn't get thrown around really bad, but you know it gets kind of those are like visual jokes anyway. It's, I'm it's terrible prop at comedy. It, it's prop comedy. I am not carrot top. I can't do it. <laughs> but yeah, the don't the, feel bad. Oh. Don't feel bad because it's like nobody really likes prop comics. Yeah. I mean, so you like those pun games? Yeah, I do. I really do. They make you think. I like the ones that you might get it on the way home. You didn't get it immediately. Well, yeah, I've yet to get it. (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, old Summerfest? I wanted to ask you. That was another fun time. Comedy sports at Summerfest, the comedy stage. When there was a humongous stage, we played for thousands of people. Yes. How did you like that? That was. I mean, that was the that was the summer thing for me. That was it. Um, Did you do stand up there too? Yes. Okay, so you were doing both in that stage. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> yeah, Summerfest was the big deal. It used to be. Of, it used to be like, oh my god, shows. I got a Summerfest show. Yeah. 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 And yeah, playing to a crowd that huge, man, it's like, woo! And then going from that to where we are now, it's not that the cold stage is bad. It's just not what it was no you know, if, they, if you be... never did anything if you've never done it in the big crowd then this one's not gonna be bad for you but uh, i've done it well it was thousands of people yeah thousands it, it held, held 2500 sitting and 3000 standing we always had that place that place was packed. packed out yes and i don't know how we ended up not being i don't know i guess it was some i don't know well then they turned it into a martini bar yeah ten dollar martini lame if Yawn. Summerfest is listening you should bring that back no yeah, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, I have one brother. I have a brother passed away just last year, no, this sorry. year, and two sisters. And so I'm fourth. Were you always the funny one? Mm, no, I don't think so. No? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Like in school, were you the class clown? Were you the funny kid? I was the one that would get you in trouble. Okay. And then sit there with a straight face and act like I didn't know what was happening. Yes, that happened. All uh, the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I'd say something and go back to looking at my books. Yeah. <laughs> and the dudes around me was laughing out loud. <laughs> is there something going on back there? <laughs> I don't know, ma'am. I don't know what dude problem is. <laughs> oh my god! So before we wrap up, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one last question. Then we're gonna play a couple games real quick. All right. All right. First of all, what is your favorite game, though? I see you like pun games. One eighty-five. You are the worst. Okay, <laughs> pick two. <laughs> pick two. Of you these. pick two games that I like, not your favorite. No, stupid. Uh, pick two of these pieces of paper here. Read them out loud. They're, these are all. There's a whole stack of comedy sports games. I want you to read them. Get those right. readers on. I know you're in your sixties now, and oh, read them out loud and tell me which one you'd rather play. Radio or freeze? What kind of freeze? Oh, good question. Just basic freeze. Radio. Really? Yeah. It gives everybody a chance to shine in their own station. I'll listen to you, a team player. Where did this come from? I've always been a team player. 
I've always been a team player. Just, radio's never played anymore. No, he really, I don't know why. Um, and it's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah. Explain it quickly to the audience here who doesn't know. Uh, you pretend that you have a radio station. The ref- it's dark in the room. Yeah, the lights go down. The light, has a flashlight in his hand. And each person is assigned a different type of radio station. Like, you know, one would be pop, one would be rock, one would mm-hmm. be like country, one would be like... And for- talk radio talk was radio. always one. Yeah. Um, and the referee will shine a light in your face and you start talking in the style of your radio station. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. That hasn't been played in a long time. Yeah, no, and I don't know how I picked it. <laughs> Out of all these things over here. Pick two of these cards, Green. Would you rather game? Okay. We're going to really get to know you now. I got two. Get those readers back Hush. <laughs> okay. Be constantly compelled to chase squirrels and mailmen like dogs. Or would you or rather? Or would I rather? Have surgically implanted antlers chasing the squirrels in the in the mail, man. Yes, I see no good coming from having antlers in Wisconsin. And I was December. That's a twofer for some races. He shot a deer and a black dude all at the same time. Hell no, I don't want antlers. Put it like that. It'd be like score. Yep. Yep. Don't even bother. Just leave him where he is. I ain't gonna drag him out the forest. But oh, it, he looked like a deer, so I got away with it. <laughs> Those are antlers, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, Mr. Green, I love you. Yes, ma'am. I love you, too. Thank, love me some you. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Sure. My Everyone pleasure. loves you. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Green. <sighs> That's me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the Comedy Sports Podcast is produced and engineered by Kyle Hannigan. Our announcer is PJ Rockwell. Feel free to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Comments and inquiries can be sent to the Comedy Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Created and hosted by me, Christine Rolo Capriolo. Catch you next time. The Comedy Sports Podcast is an independent production made by CSC Players. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast host and any guests are their own and do not represent the views and opinions of any CSE location or CSE worldwide. Vocabulary used by the host and guests is not necessarily representative of the CSE brand.